when he ran to me, he took me in his arms, held my head to his chest, said, My son's come on. For this command is a lamp. This teaching is a light, and correction and instruction are the way to life. Proverbs 6.23 Join Bishop Patrick Bruce of the Lighthouse Chapel International Bantama as he brings you the pure, unadulterated Word of God. This teaching is anointed, practical, down-to-earth and full of wisdom, and will refresh, energize and bring healing to your body and soul. Listen to the Word of God. happy to see you here as the rain has come but you came through the rain and it is it's like that because um, I hope you are working on the sound are you are finished because it's not finished it's, it's not yet because I remember one day uh, many years ago I had at that time a, a, a VW a bus transporter yes, I was driving one and one day I was driving in town I had just driven past some I hope you are working the, the sound though. I'm just talking so you can keep working I had just driven past a, a school when a, a young man stopped me he flagged he stopped me and the way he stopped me so confidently I thought hey is he my church member so I stopped to see what it was. And when the man came to me, I didn't know him. He was a stranger. He was pushing his bicycle. Then he said that he had come to this school to write a paper. It was Waek. And when he got here, he was told that it was another school. So he has to cross town to the other school. So I said, why, why do you stop me? He said, oh, I should take him to the school. I should take him to the school because otherwise he will make it on time. I said, but who are you? I mean, are you my church member? Because I was not sure. Are you my church member? He says, no. He's not my church member. Then I said, um, how can I help you then? He said, oh, you must take me to my school. I, I said, how? He said, otherwise he'll be late he'll be late and when he's late after 15 minutes or 30 minutes you can't enter again and where he is now he can't get there so I should take him there I was very confused <laughs> you know but his his intensity that I should take him there I, I sat there I said okay bring your bicycle into my car and I drove him straight to the school. Then he got down and ran off. Said thank you, ran away. And I was thinking, here is somebody who wanted badly, so badly he stopped a stranger. He stopped him confidently. And when I came to him, he said, "I must take him to the school where he is going." And I took him. <laughs> I took him. Yeah. And I was thinking, how many of us are so determined to come to God on a Tuesday? This man, if it was raining, he would still pass through and go. He was determined to get there for the exam. 
you know and i'm so happy that at least some of us have shown that we are determined to see god we are determined to meet god on 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 a, a sunday on a tuesday and whatever god has for us we shall receive it so god bless you for coming this evening and may it be a, a time of great impartation for you hallelujah Tonight I'm preaching for a new book that uh, a prophet has written. We'll launch it. We'll launch it maybe next week or next two weeks or next three weeks. We'll launch it soon. But I was so uh, affected by that book that I couldn't hold back. I said I must, I must share it. It's so enlightening. Please, if you're a pastor, the first three rows are for you. If you're a pastor, the first three rows, I can see Agi at the back. The first three rows are for us so that we can easily, happily, comfortably uh, take our place. Oh, there are more of them. I do see. <laughs> clap for them as, as they come. Yeah, clap for them. Yeah. Oh, there are, there are even more crowds sitting down there. Asha man, when they come, tell them, pastors, they should come to the front of of the place this is this is our church hallelujah amen so tonight i'm talking about being a basenta leader and oh i thought you'd being a basenta leader um a basenta leader is actually a shepherd who is actually a pastor who is actually a priest if you were in Anglican or Methodist or Presby you would be a priest but because we are in charismatic we call ourselves pastors it's just a figure of speech but um those of us also who are starting with percentages, um, we may not fully recognize what it is, um, what it is to be a, a, a basenta leader. One of the great errors, the great mistakes that many of us are, are making or even thinking is to think that this work we are giving them is hard. It's hard. It's hard work. And um, they, some of them are like, I'm not in a hurry to take this on myself. Because if I say, who wants to go and weed all that place there? Nobody will jump and say me. Is a work. Is a work. But I'm here this evening to correct that mind. Amen? Amen. The mind that this thing of being a basenta leader is a work. Because it is not a work. It is actually a privilege. Amen. It's actually a privilege. Is actually a great chance to do something for God. 
And so this evening, I want to just spend a few minutes to share from Prophet's new book. God bless the Prophet for putting down these things. I mean, God bless him. God bless him. Because he makes our lives easy. What he discovered by revelation, by struggle, by prayer, he has given to us freely to just have the knowledge of certain benefits of being a worker in the vineyard. And so this evening, it's the, it is my, my privilege to share with you the privilege of being a, a basenta leader, a cell leader, a branch pastor, a minister shepherd, a, a worker in, in the house. It is my privilege to share with you that it's a privilege. Amen. I didn't hear a good amen. Second Corinthians. Chapter 8. Second Corinthians chapter 8. Reading from the New Living Translation. Now I want you to know, dear brothers and sisters, what God in his kindness has done through the churches in Macedonia. They are being tested by many troubles and they are very poor. But they are also filled with abundant joy which has overflowed in rich generosity. For I can, this is about giving. Yeah, giving. Tell somebody, you don't have to be rich to give. And, and, and some rich people don't give at all. I mean, I've seen that in my church. When I'm doing book launch, my early due service buy the books more than the wedding counter service. It's amazing. It's amazing. The, the service of younger people, early people, students, I never struggle to sell books in that service. But the main service with the bigger peoples. <laughs> I fear people who are prosperous. For I can testify that they gave not only what they could afford, but far more. They did it of their own free will. They begged us again and again. For the privilege, are you here this evening? For the privilege of sharing in the gift for the believers in Jerusalem. They, they, it's like they are sharing something good. Hey, I want some. I want some. Tell me, give me some. What are we sharing? How to give to others. Hallelujah. We are not sharing how to collect. You're not sharing how to get more. No. We are sharing how to give. Amen. And these people, they understood what it was. Because they were fighting. I remember once I was, one service I was here. 
I saw it happen once in Accra with the prophets. And one day when I came to my church, I, I did it also here. There was somebody who was in need, a young man, a couple of years ago. He was in need. He had a, some kind of need. So I called him here to stand here. And I said, I'm taking an offering for this young man. I need about 100 CDs. There's 10 people to give 10 CDs or something small like that. Oh, many were coming. At the point, I would say, okay, it's enough. Because the boy is getting too much money. <laughs> I said, it's enough. But no, people were still forcing. I said, it's enough, don't come. And they were still coming to put money by force in their baskets. Hey! But they are surprised, pa. They were forcing to give. They were, they begged us again and again for the privilege of sharing. Amen. What is a privilege? A privilege is a special opportunity to do something. A privilege is a right or a benefit given to some people, not everybody. So even just tonight, I've made a I've, I've made a statement that pastors are privileged to have seats reserved for them. That means the first three rows are for pastors. If you come late, you don't have to go to the back because there's no space. A space has been left for you, but you ordinary member, sit where you like. <laughs> yeah, it's a privilege for being a pastor to come and sit at reserved seats. A privilege is a benefit. That is enjoyed only by certain people. Not everybody has a privilege. So, so for example, when I, when I come to church, no matter when I come to church, I never worry about where I'll park my car. Because I have the privilege of being the pastor of this church. That there's a place where everybody agrees. I never put a sign there. Uh, uh, pastor's parking pot. No, I've, I've never done that or reserved. But by acclamation, everybody has agreed that that's where it's a privilege. But if you are late, you see where you park. You park in the grass far away somewhere. I, so I have a privilege which only some can do and not everybody. Do, do you understand? So a, a privilege is something which it doesn't go to everybody. It goes to some people only. For example, also, ministering here. It, it is, I'm sure there are other good singers here. I mean, I went to, was it Jabin, where I went, and I heard some people singing. I said, hey, there are singers, oh. There are singers in the, in the council. People are in corners. But they are not, you are who? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had we are here. <laughs> I, I didn't hear what <laughs> listen. There are people who may be even better singers, but they are not known by me or by the other leaders. One is trying to be a singer, but here <laughs> by the other leaders here. So they may see somebody 
who they can sing better than singing here but that person has the privilege of being allowed to sing on stage on a Tuesday or on a Sunday and not you you may be better skilled better better qualified but you don't have the the, the, the privilege and so a, a privilege is something which not everybody has the chance to do it not everybody and, and, and that is the point I'm making this evening that doing the work of a pastor or a shepherd or a basenta leader or a cell leader is actually not a work as we have been told by those who are not doing it well and those who are suffering under it and anything you don't do well is a problem if you don't know how to drive and you are trying to drive you will frighten everybody in the car they'll be afraid of you because you are doing it badly but when you know how to drive and they're in a car with you we are very comfortable and we're just easy we can even sleep and take us to our destination so so those who are not very good at it they have made it seem like it's a hard work you have to concentrate on driving don't look left don't look right look straight don't talk to anybody you are driving how is that how you drive no and if you are if you make a mistake and you scratch somebody's car you have a bill be careful there's a gutter here hey i hear two gutter how, how, how? you are making us afraid so somebody who can't drive will say hey what is this thing I, I, let me take my trotro peacefully and calmly and get to my destination simply because the one you spoke to was not skilled in the thing we are doing and so he gave you a very wrong and bad impression and that is why some of us are afraid to start basantes ourselves some of us we look at it and we are saying that what is this work it's too hard but tonight I want you to understand that it is not a hard work it's a privilege amen I didn't hear a good amen it's not a burden I'm giving you that eh, I'm coming to use you as workers for myself to gather people and bring them to church so I'll be a glorious king not at all it's, an, it's a privilege you are being given to work for God hallelujah amen listen to this not only is it a privilege no it's also an honor Hebrews Hebrews chapter 5 for every high priest or pastor or or leader or cell leader is taken from among men is ordained this Sunday we are ordaining some people. Yeah, yeah. We are ordaining Pastor Steve. Can you give us a wave? They, they can't see you well. Yeah. 
We are ordaining Dr. Ishmael. Can't see you well. We are ordaining Pastor Bismarck. Yeah. Who else? Where's Where's Abraham? Yes, Abraham. We are ordaining Pastor Abraham. Uh, where? Hey, the rest didn't come. They are coming. It don't come. I will do it again. <laughs> it don't come. I will change my mind. <laughs> For every high priest taken from among men is ordained for men. It's, it's a, you see, Hebrews is a very important book for us to read. All pastors. For men in things pertaining to God. When you become a, a pastor or, or a, a, a shepherd or you, your work changes and you are now engaged in something pertaining to God. Never listen, type your neighbor and tell them never make the crazy mistake of thinking you are working for me. Ah, you are working for me. Never make that mistake. You are working for God. Amen. Never look to me expecting a reward. You are mad. I, I didn't employ you. God is the one who will sort you out. Because we are dealing with things pertaining to God that he may offer gifts and sacrifices for sins from men to God. And this priest, who can have compassion? That's, that's the qualifications. On the ignorance and on them that are out of the way who have passed misrule, they have passed somewhere. When you see certain people walking somewhere, you know they're in the wrong place. For that he himself is also compassed with infirmity. We are not perfect. Oh yeah. If you begin to count sins, hey, you may find more here because we talk more. Yeah, and those who talk plenty, there lacketh not transgression in a multitude of words. So maybe we are making more sense. And by reason thereof, he ought as for the people, so also for himself to offer for sins. He must confess our sins. Amen. That is the, the role and the work of a pastor or, 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 or a shepherd or a leader of people. But look at this. And no man takes this honor. Not this work. Not this burden. No man takes this honor on himself. That is why in this church, this Sunday too, we are appointing new pastors. Yeah. These pastors... They didn't get up and say we are pastors. Hey, what they have been through. They have written five exams and they have been working. This is those who are in this cathedral. The other pastors should do their own for their for their workers. These are for my these are my people in my cathedral. Amen. 
Yes, another reverend has come. Give us, give us a wave. Stand up and give us a wave. Another reverend has come. Yes. Hallelujah. No man takes this honor on himself. It's an honor. I said it's an honor. That's why we are honoring, that's why we are doing a special service. For those who are being ordained on Sunday, it's not an ordinary eh, get up and say, take a cross, hey, collect and throw. Collect. Come come and get my collar where and you are a reverend. No. It's not like that. It's an honor, it's an honorable thing that we are doing. Amen. To be called a pastor or to be called a shepherd. You see. A shepherd is a pastor. Poiman. That's the name. That's the real name of it. It's a poiman. It's a pastor. But a shepherd is somebody who is pastoring in a small environment. The, the, the microclimate, microenvironment of a church. Whereas a pastor has the whole church. And I have churches. We are all pastors. We are all shepherds. Amen. And so tonight, I want you to understand that to be made a shepherd, to be made a pastor, to be made a, 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 a reverend, is a great honor. I thought you'd be coming for those who are coming. It's a great honor. Yeah. And, and therefore, a basenta leader is no less is no less is not inferior to a pastor or a shepherd a basenta leader is a leader of simply a small cell and actually there are some basentas that are bigger than some churches yeah some there were there are some basenta people who bus 40 people to church and we have some churches that are not as big as that so, so don't don't despise the thing central leader at all don't make it into a work that Charlie I don't want this work it's, it's a bother when I take it I'm now trapped I'm now doomed I'm going to be suffering up and down Saturday, Sunday morning I have to go and gather people it's a work it's not a work it's an honor and a privilege and that is what this evening I want to explain to us so that we embrace this work and more will say I want to do some, I want to do some, I want to do some and pastor please I beg you make a way for me give me some small corner B that I can have a small cell or basenta and let me also try it so that I also have a chance to be a great man like an honorable reverend and a very appointed pastor in the house of the Lord what do you think about that? It's true. Put your hands together for the Lord. So tonight, tonight I want to just take us through. It's a, it's a very nice book, The Privilege. Very soon it will be out for us to have, but I'm giving you a, a foretaste of what the book has. Just a few points of one or two chapters. What is the privilege of being a shepherd. Let me use the word shepherd. Or, okay, I'll, I'll use all three just for the sake of explaining well. 
shepherd, pastor, minister, shepherd, cell leader, percentile leader. Any, any, any can do. Choose the one you like. Okay. But what is the privilege of, of this, this thing? I'll, I'll give you one, two, three, four, five. I'll give you five. Just for tonight. Number one privilege is that it is the same job Jesus had. It's the same job that Jesus had. When Jesus came to this earth, before he was called into the ministry, he was a carpenter. Oh yes, he was a carpenter. Like who? Like his father, Joseph. Because many, many times we follow the careers and the professions of our fathers because that's what we are exposed to. That is why some people never think of being doing medicine. There's no doctor in the family to show you that you can be a doctor. And some too, I mean, pharmacy, they've never heard of pharmacy before. There's no pharmacist in their family. They, they do what they are exposed to. So Joseph was exposed to a, a carpentry and he was a carpenter until the Holy Ghost. You see, this thing here, that's why it says, except he that is called of God, God must call you. The only reason why you can tell me that you are not a basental leader is that God didn't call you. Yeah, that's the only reason why you are not a basenta leader. You can say, Pastor, God hasn't called me. By you. How can you say this thing? How can you say God hasn't called you? I mean, to say, look at what you are saying, that God hasn't called you. What kind of language is this? What kind of, ask anybody, what are you saying? God hasn't called you. Can you, can you say those words? That God didn't call me in this church where we know many are called. No. And you see, any, anybody who will say that God hasn't called me is saying that I don't want to be part of what you are doing. That's really what he's saying. Do, do you understand? That's really what he's saying. I don't want to be part of what you are doing. No. I, I mean, you do your doing, I'll do my do. Because we know for a fact that God has called many people. Many are called. And, and no, no one can take this job without being called. So Jesus was working as a, as, as a carpenter for many, many years. I mean, from 13, 14, 15, 17, 23. He was a carpenter uh, until 30. When God called him. Then he stopped the carpentry business. And what was his new profession? A shepherd. John 10. His new profession was a shepherd. And that was his profession until he died. So when... Verse 11. So when, when you decide... To become a shepherd. You are becoming what Jesus was. Amen. 
Listen, I will not lie to you. I became a pharmacist because my big brother is a pharmacist. That's all. And he was so happy in the pharmacy. He would come home. Every day he comes from tech. He comes and bosses the faculty, how they are drinking tea. Hey, those days they had fun. In the faculty, they have tea break. And they will serve them tea at the faculty, coffee break. I said, hey, wow, it's nice. So then he will come and tell us how they have gone to do something. I said, hey, pharmacy is nice. That's, that's, there was no doctor in my house to talk to me about medicine. I didn't like blood too. So I, I liked the pharmacy. And my uncle was a pharmacist. And a senior cousin was a pharmacist. And my other uncle's wife is a pharmacist. And so there are pharmacists in their house. I said, oh, I will do some. Yeah. It is very common for many people to follow the professions of those around them. So when we stand here this evening to say, be a shepherd, I'm not bringing some new idea that has not been seen before. I'm not going to a family of doctors. I'm telling you, okay, father doctor, mother doctor, brother doctor, you be a teacher. Ah, you say, oh, why? There's none in my family. No, I'm not doing that. I'm just coming to say that. Be what is common in our family. What our senior brother, what our father, what our uncles have done. And we have seen them prosper in this thing. Don't tell me Jesus doesn't have a good name. Don't tell me that Jesus didn't do well on this earth. He did very well. That's why he has the name high over every other name. I tell you. You go and shout a name somewhere. Let's see which demon will shake. But Jesus' name, when we shout it anywhere, demon shake. So one of the greatest privileges of, you see, we have not seen it we, we, know, we, we know Jesus as son of God and Jesus as savior, lord of lords, king of kings. But he said, I am the good shepherd. That is what, how he identified himself. And that is why I can tell you that when you become a shepherd, you have joined the ranks of those who are following the master in the great job he took upon himself. When he laid down the carpenter work, the thing he took upon himself on this earth, on this earth, that job he did on this earth was the job of a shepherd. Yeah. The job of a shepherd. That's the job that Jesus did. Amen. That's what he did. And so a shepherd is not some like unemployed people. Oh, you know, there are some sheep here and nobody, you didn't go to school. Eh? The, the one seat didn't work. Eh? Okay. You are the last born of the house. So you must go and watch the sheep or the cattle because you didn't go to school well. You didn't... No. It's not like that. It's not a job left for illiterate dropouts, those who couldn't get university, and those who couldn't make it in life, those who are struggling, you don't know what to do, you are unemployed, you are between jobs, so you are free, eh? come and do that. No. That's not how it is, that you are free. No. We are not free. Aaron, are you free? Charles, are you free? Are you? We are not free at all. Not at all. We are very busy. Or oh, it's not true. I'm not looking for unemployed people to come and become shepherds and pastors and those who are 
uh, uh, sometimes those who are unemployed are quite uh, very lazy. That's why it's like that. No. I want somebody who wants a good job. A job great people are doing. A job that has been done by great, the greatest man who worked on this earth. I want someone to say, I'll do the same job he did. When you do that job, that job is not God. No. That's not his job. It's God or, or Lord. That's not his job. That's his title. His job is shepherd. Amen. Amen. That's his job. Shepherd. So, a, a shepherd, a cell leader, is a great job. Amen. Amen. It's also a leader. You are a leader. When you are a shepherd, you are a leader. Yeah. Because he leads his sheep. He leads them to green pastures. Listen, many people, if you leave them, they'll spoil their lives. I'm telling you. Many young people, they don't... Look, young people, they, you see, they think they know things. Only that they can do computer more than us. Yes, that one is true. And they can, uh, they can do their phone. When your phone has frozen or something, and you call a 13-year-old boy, he can do it more than you. Yes, it's true. But he doesn't have sense more than us. No. No, he don't have sense. They can do phone and they can do other things. They can download things. They can enter into things, backdoor. They can do all those things. It's true. One night, my son locked himself out of his computer. He used, uh, what? His uh, fingerprint to open the computer. Then he disabled the fingerprinting by mistake. So now he can't open the computer. I said, what trouble is this? Now, you can't enter the computer. So what are you going to do? I said, it's a trouble. I went to sleep. When I woke up, he had opened it. Wow! So there's a back door. <laughs> there's a back door. Hey! But, I, I, me, give it to me. I, for 10 years, I can't do anything about it. But I'm wiser than him. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. By far. A shepherd is a very wise person who is leading other people to somewhere. Amen. Amen. Many people, look, you'll be amazed at how some people will make bad decisions in their lives. Bad choices, who to marry, bad choice, where to work, bad choice to leave their job, bad choices. It's amazing. And, and the person who has been positioned to help them is often the shepherd of their souls. Amen. I didn't hear an amen. amen. You see, and, and those of us who are here, some of us are still making bad decisions simply because you don't consult anybody about what you are doing. One day, somebody came to me, he wants to resign his job. I said, Why? So, because he's traveling. I said, hey, don't be foolish. You're resigning. Don't resign. We don't resign jobs by hearts. Do you understand? Tell somebody, don't resign a job by hearts. It's a very common mistake young people make. He said, I was going to resign and go. I said, no. He said, but he's going. I said, okay, I'll go in. Ask for leave of absence. He says, eh, I won't come again. I said, look, I know you won't come again. 
ask for leave of absence. He said that, but I want to resign. <laughs> I said, don't resign. Ask for leave of absence. So, after much shouting, he asked for leave of absence. Then he went. Then I went. After six months, <laughs> it was back. <laughs> it was back. I said, look, if you had resigned, what are you coming back to? What are you coming back to? Unemployment. We are coming back to now go around looking for a new job, begging people, looking. And now you have come back suddenly, you have come back straight into your job as if you never left. May you receive wisdom and counsel. But you see, a shepherd is the one who can... You see, many, many young people... Uh, um, let me see. Let me choose my words well. Not all fathers. Are you, are you here? Are you listening? Are you listening? Not all fathers can give us such advice. Because not all fathers are exposed as to how the world is now. There are many parents who have no idea how tech works. They have no idea what form you should fill and what you should apply for. Many parents, what courses are available? All they know is law, engineering, and, and, and medicine, and pharmacy. If you don't get those three, you're out. There are many, many other courses you can do. And in the current world, it doesn't matter what course you do. Get a degree. Many parents don't know this. And so sometimes it is another person that will come from somewhere who will advise you and show you how to live your life. Amen. Amen. Let me enter some dangerous territory. Tap your neighbor. How many of us, tap your neighbor, our parents were married? Our parents were married. How many of us, our parents were married? Few of us. Many of us, our parents, they live together. <laughs> yeah. Or they married one and changed, and married another one, and changed and changed. So, the life they lived is a bit different from how we live our family lives. Few parents, few of our parents have gathered their children as we are trying. You mind me? Sit down there. Yeah. Many of our parents, they have steps, steps, steps. So, it is more like a balancing of these things. Even, even in our generation now, those who have steps, they keep them all together under one roof. So a, pa- a pastor, a shepherd, is somebody who is actually a leader of all the people you have in your church. Amen. Amen. And, and you'll be amazed that these are people God has given you. You're supposed to lead them. Yeah. You are not a, 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 a worker. You are not a co-worker. In, no, you are actually the leader of a group of people. And your assignment, tap the person that your assignment is this group of people, keep them on earth and take them to heaven. Yeah, that's the assignment. Keep them on earth 
and make sure that everybody, you're, you're as a leader, your assignment is to make sure everybody under your authority. When I hear people complaining about how this country is difficult and is hard and is bad and is not fair and things, I, I tell them, listen, that is their world. Your world is where you have authority. In that world, is it fair? In the world where you have power, you are the madam of a shop with three people. Those three people, are they happy? Are they well paid or they are being cheated? Do they receive their salary on time? Or you two, because you have other commitments, you, you hold their salary and go and do one or two and then pay them on the 17th of the following month. Yeah. You are, you are also the, the, the madam of a house with a house girl. How do you treat her? You are saying that hey, the police are always bullying us on the street. What about you in the house with that little girl there? And so everybody, are you listening to me? You all have a little world where you are in charge. If your house girl runs away, may she be a witch. Otherwise, you are a bad person. Oh yeah. If she's not a witch, then you are a bad person. Why did she run away from you? The same way our doctors are leaving Ghana to go to America and our nurses are going and our teachers are going because they are suffering in this land under the leaders we have. The same way a house girl will run away from your house. I don't know why I can't. It's not a good cop. <laughs> you sh- your house should be a place where she say that, listen, add my cousin from the village. Let her come and join us here. Yeah, that's a good house. When you have a house girl and she's there, she say, madam, my little sister also wants to come and join me here. Because here we are eating more food. We are wearing proper dress. We are enjoying life. Not that I want to go to the village. A, 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 a cell leader should be a good leader. That's what you are. That's what you are. You are a leader of people. And you must care for them and make them all go to heaven, on, live life well on earth and go to heaven after that. It's an honor. It's an honor. Recently, somebody just called me two days ago that, oh, he had to go and uh, 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 do some wedding. I said, oh, Whose wedding? Oh, somebody who had stayed in his house and going to the wedding. So he had to, uh, 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 the girl was staying with him and no proper father. So he had to take the girl and walk her to the altar. I said, ah, it's nice. He said, yeah. Then when he got to the altar, then he made her sit down. Then he came to preach himself over the girl's wedding. I said, it's nice. I've done some before. It's very nice. Because the girl had no father. The father was somewhere. You are the manager, the boss, the father of people God has given you. You are not a worker of people. You are not a a, a worker, a a shepherd. A shepherd. Oh, it's a very powerful job of people. You are caring for them. And when you care for them well, they are yours for life. Ah, what a blessing to be a shepherd of people. To be the caretaker. Somebody, just, just tonight, tonight, yes, tonight, somebody, a, 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 a child shepherd 
just sent me a message. I'm sending you money. Hey, from far away. Why? Because I was her pastor many years ago. Is it a work? Is it a burden? Is it a problem to be a shepherd? Not at all. It's an honor and a privilege that God has given you somebody to watch over that person and keep the person and bring the person up to become a proper human being in this land. And your job is to keep on guiding the person, advising him and helping him or her take good decisions. Avoid, be careful, there's a portal here. Come left small, go right, stop. Careful, careful, go now. As you guide the person through life, you watch the person grow up and become a nice person. What a blessing. Ah, what a blessing. That's a shepherd. That's a shepherd. It's not a work. Amen. One day, I remember, that one day I was in Tamale. I was a pharmacist in Tamale. And um, I had a, there was another pharmacist who was senior to me, you know, at the hospital. He was senior and I was a junior. But I was a pastor. One day, we were going to Accra for a meeting at the pharmacy council. So I came first to the STC, and there was a line. So I joined the line to buy a ticket to Accra. I was in the line when somebody came to tap me. He said, Pastor, sit down. And I said, oh, who are you? I don't know who you are. He said, eh, Pastor, sit down. I said, oh, but I'm in a queue for ticket. He said, oh, pastor, no queue. Pastor, sit down. Hey. So he was, he was also very big and strong. <laughs> so I sat down. And then he stood in my queue. Then he queued uh, and went and bought the ticket for me. So I was sitting down in the shade. I crossed my leg and I, and I was relaxing. While I was in the queue, my senior pharmacist came to come and join the queue. Nobody said, pharmacist, sit down. <laughs> No one said, Thomas said, stay in the queue and buy your own tickets. Nobody came to set him. Is a shepherd a hard work? Is it a problem? Is it a bother? It's a great honor. Listen to me. It's a great honor and a privilege to be a shepherd, to have people under you. Because one day, those people will come up and honor you. You'll be amazed that you are the one they are saluting. <laughs> Pastor, sit down. Pastor, no queue. Hey, I've had that thing once, once I got some books from Accra. Those days where they're sending magazines. Yeah, the first one that came, I went to STC to pick it up. So a box has come, a parcel has come. So I went to pick it up. Hey, when I got there, it was heavy. So I took it. I said, hey, this thing, it will break my back. As I was holding it, a man came, a station boy. He just took the bag from me and took it on shoulder. Go, I'm coming. Now I was walking in front and he was walking behind me. Is the shepherd a hard work? Is it a problem? Is it a curse? Is it a burden? No, it's not. It's a great honor and a privilege to be the shepherd of people who God has given you and you bring them up and then you watch over them and you keep them to heaven. Oh, what a blessing. What a blessing. The honor of being a shepherd is that you will have 
very often you will have big people, great men in your church. Amen. Philippians 4.22. Philippians 4.22. All the saints salute you. Chiefly they that are of Caesar's household. Caesar, his church, his family members were in somebody's church. That's, that's, that's a pastor. That's a shepherd. Somebody, you see, you'll be amazed that in a church, there are very great men in that church. Yeah. Bank managers, presidents of companies, big store owners, all of them are found in churches. And when you are the shepherd or the pastor or the cell leader of that group, suddenly, here you are, the one in charge of all these people. Many times I've had bank managers in my church. Many times I've had people in my church who in normal life, they would never stop to listen to me. Oh, yes. That I will stop somebody and he will stop and stand and listen to me for 30 minutes, one hour. Oh, no. After a few minutes, uh, uh, Master, I'm going somewhere. I'll be back. No. But when you have made a shepherd, suddenly you have great authority over people. One day, a certain pastor said something. He said he went to preach somewhere. And when he had finished preaching, went to the pastor's office. And while he was there, a lady came that she wants to see him. When the lady was brought in, they told him, this woman is the president's wife. Hey! The country president's wife has come to see him. And she came to talk to him. And she said, she wants prayer. He said, you want prayer? Kneel down. <laughs> kneel down, kneel down, kneel down. President's wife. Oh, straight. And raise your hand. She knelt down and raised her hand. And I said, which bank manager <laughs> or which, which other person in the country can tell the president's wife to kneel down? Nobody. Nobody. But when you are a pastor, you can find a bank manager, kneel down. <laughs> you can call a doctor, kneel down. You can call a policeman, kneel down. You can call people to come and kneel down before you. But you as a doctor, who will kneel down to you? Bank manager. Ah! When they come to your office, they come to also show their power. They also feel they are great. No, 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 no. A shepherd. You see, you don't understand. A shepherd's job is not a simple job as uh, uh, go and come. And you see, a percentile leader, you don't know who's in your area. At all. Because there are some people who are, they walk very simply around. You don't know who they are. And they may just be in your area looking for a church, looking for a fellowship, looking for something. Uh, to be a shepherd, to be a basenta leader, to be a pastor, I tell you, is the greatest. That's why I left pharmacy to do this job full time. That's why I'm, I'm so happy that I, I can... I can put it aside and do this thing because I find it more beneficial 
You'll be amazed that there are places where when you go and you are a pastor, they'll let you in. You're a bank manager. Which bank? <laughs> Which bank? Then you call your bank. Uh, say, oh, this bank is not a big three. It's a rural bank. It's not a big three. Uh, uh, what's that? Hawaii. Oh, it's not true. Yeah. Many places where... Look, when a policeman stops to see a pastor, oftentimes, not all, oftentimes, they calm down. They calm down. They just begin to talk to you in a certain way. So, oh, master, I saw you, straight away, they just slow down and start talking plenty. But rarely do they become aggressive. He said, I'm a businessman. And so what? <laughs> A business man. So I have a sh- I have a supermarket in town. That's even the supermarket the media. Hey, you see folks. <laughs> because it means nothing to him. But a pastor means a lot to many people. So when you are being encouraged and urged to do the work of a cell uh, leader, basenta leader, listen, I'm not worrying you at all, oh. I'm actually blessing you. Yeah. Actually blessing you. Amen. What's the first the first benefit? Our time is finishing. What's the first benefit? The same, the same job Jesus did. Second benefit, privileges. You are a leader of people. One day, many years ago, when I was much younger, a man older than me came to me and said, I want advice. I, I was hey. You are coming to ask me. You see some before. Hey! I said, you're coming to ask me advice. He said, yes. Come and listen. Then he asked me something. I said, hey! Where, 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 where how is it? Then, then, but I also spoke. God gives us wisdom. Oh yeah. For the job in hand. And I said, this man is asking me for advice. He has more money than me. He has been married longer than me. He has children older than me. Hey, where, where, for the way that you're asking me for advice. But because I was his pastor, that's the only difference. I was his pastor. And one man came to me, go and talk to my son. Your son is older than me. May you enjoy the privilege of being a pastor. And the third one is, you have great people. It's very possible. You have great people in your church. Suddenly, you can go to... I've gone to many places where I've met people who just say, Pastor, Pastor, what do you want? I don't know them. They, they, they just remind me, that, oh, I'm in your church. I'm something. Then they just help. You'll be amazed at the people who God will give you. You will come back and meet them somewhere and they'll bless you. Hallelujah. The next two points are very important about the, the privilege of being a pastor. Hallelujah. Number one is, you are brought nearer to God. Amen. Numbers chapter 16. Numbers chapter 16. And verse 9. Seemeth it but a small thing unto you, that the God of Israel has separated you from the congregation of Israel to bring you near to himself to do the service of the tabernacle. It is amazing. It's amazing. When you become a shepherd 
or a pastor or a cell leader, suddenly you are, you are, God has brought you nearer to himself. Amen. Because now I have, you see, never forget, the people we have, they are God's children. So suddenly here you are, God's children are there in your care. And God is here. And God wants to talk to them. What will he do? He will call you. Come and let me tell you what I want. And then he will tell you what he wants to tell them. That's why in Hebrews chapter 5, we are, we, are, we are dealing with issues pertaining to God. Between man and God. We are the intercessors. And so for us, are you listening? For any pastor to be a good pastor, to be able to relate to the people, you must hear from God. And, and God will also draw you closer. Yes. You will find that either your troubles or, or even in the attempts to be a good pastor, you pray more. You have, I mean, you wake up in the night and you remember this your child. He doesn't have a husband. This your child, she is sick. This your child is suffering. You, automatically you pray more. Automatically. If you are a pastor, you are, and those who are not good pastors, they'll say, eh, they're always warning us their troubles. But the good pastor will be automatically stirred in his heart in the night. In the night. You will lie down. Then when you close your eyes, you will see your church member. Then you start praying. Sometimes you don't know what to pray. Just pray in tongues. Yeah. God will often speak to you, to your, to, to the children, through you. And he will say, many times I've said things there, I don't even know why I said it. And later on, there was a very good thing I said. Now, to be a shepherd, to be a, a, a cell leader, a potential leader, oh no. You have been allowed to come close to God. God has set you, and, and you see, those who, those who preach, I don't know, but very often, you hear yourself saying something you didn't plan to say. Very often. Yeah. And very often, after I've preached my message, when I go back to my office, I go and change my notes. Then I add what I preached. I'm now, I'm now, I'm now understanding what I was coming to preach. So oftentimes I have about three points. But when I go back to a room, I add two more points. Because I said something I didn't know. And the thing I said was very good. Me now, nah, I'm blessed. You, you didn't know I didn't know. No, you didn't know I didn't know. You, you thought I knew. As I'm here, then it's coming to my head. And then God will say it. Then it's like, ah, very often, if you are, and you see, please distinguish the good shepherds from the bad shepherds. Jesus said, I am not a shepherd. I am the good shepherd. Because the bad shepherds, they will say, this work is hard. The bad shepherds will say, Tale, they don't pay us. The bad shepherds is costing us money. And they are the ones who will discourage you from doing this work. But the good shepherd, he's the one who, as he's doing the work, he's being drawn closer to God. Not by any effort of his, but automatically, by just standing in the gap between man and God, God will draw you closer to speaking to your ears.
And many people don't know God. Oh yes. They don't know God at all. Their only chance of God is you. You are the bridge between man and God. And that is why a good pastor, a good shepherd, a good placenta leader, a good cell leader. No, 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 no. You are, you will find yourself drawing closer to God and, and God will hear you. God will speak to you. You'll be amazed at what God will do in your life. Yeah. And the final point about a good shepherd is that before you are aware, great men will be your friends. Men. Great men. Yeah. That is true. Yeah. I mean, you find yourself... Look, very often I've been to places where I've seen regional ministers and other people there. And I'm there so. How did I come here? Very simple. I'm a pastor. I'm a pastor. Yeah. I've been to places where I'm wondering what brought me here. I mean, among these people. And very, one day I was walking somewhere. I saw a gathering of people on the, at, at, in the hospital. I mean, a gathering of people with pressmen and camera and things. Hey. I said, what's happening here? When I checked, the minister had come there and the hospital CEO were there at the car park. I was passing. They said, hey, Patrick, come, come, come. Hey, I'm passing my somewhere. Then they have called me, come. What are, they bought new cars. Come and pray. For new cars for the doctors. So before they share their cars, oh, there's a pastor here. Please come and join us and pray for their cars. They didn't call any doctor. They didn't call any pharmacist. They didn't call... I was a pharmacist. They didn't call any pharmacist. They called me as the pastor. I was just passing by. Then the CEO called me. and said, come, come, come. I need a pastor to come and pray. And I just came. And then all were there. Come right and say, hey, let's just pray by prayer. You'll be amazed where you find yourself. You'll be amazed at who... You see, as you are walking around... You see some children. You don't know who their parents are. And sometimes a child will say, my daddy wants to see you. When you go and see the daddy, ah, hey, this is the daddy. He's a somebody. You, we have no idea what you are doing when you as a pastor begin to help people, bring them up, train them, talk to them. You have no idea. I came to tell you this evening, it's not a burden. It's not a problem. It's not a work but rather is a privilege and an honor. Amen. Put your hands together. Shall we stand to our feet? Our time is finished. It's a privilege. It, it is a job not for dropouts, but for somebody who says, listen, rather I will drop out of my profession to be a pastor. Yes, I will care for God's sheep. I will do what Jesus did. I will stand in the gap. Suddenly, God will call me by name. Yeah. God will call you by name. You, he will speak to you in the night. You'll be amazed that you will have thoughts. And he will guide you towards how to handle people. Very simply because you are now a pastor and a shepherd of people. Tonight, I want you to decide. I want to be a shepherd. I want to be a pastor. It's not a work. No, no, no. It's not a problem. It's not a burden. It's not something that we are doing reluctantly. It's not a work that I'm suffering to do and as I'm doing it, it's so hard. And no, 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 no. It's a blessing. It's a blessing. It's a great honor. 
that somebody will call you pastor, shepherd, daddy or something. It's a great honor for somebody who is busy about his business will come to you for advice. It's a great honor. Tonight, just pray for yourself. Lord, change my thinking. Change my thinking. Change my mind. Modify my understanding. This thing is not a burden. This thing is not a work. It's an honor. It's a privilege. It's a great glory. It's a great chance to be great in this life. It's an opportunity for somebody who was nobody. But now God has called you and brought you close to him. To use you as a mouthpiece. Paul says we are the oracles of God. Speaking for God to men. Tonight may God let you have a deeper understanding. Of the assignments he has for you. That you are the one he's going to use. To speak to many people. Many people. There are lots of people who need to hear what God has to say. There are lots of people who God is talking to. Tonight, just lift your voice. Lift your voice. Say, Lord, use me. If you need anybody, use me. If you have to send somebody, send me. Because God, I'm being honored to be a co-worker a co-libra of God now what a blessing what a blessing tonight lift your voice and pray for yourself one minute lift your voice and pray for yourself it's a blessing it's a blessing it's a great blessing yes 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 lord yes lord yes lord Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for this chance of calling a few people and we are among them. Sending out people and you added us. What a blessing. What a blessing. Ah, Basatia. Rabanda. Hallelujah. Listen, we are closing. But somebody here tonight, I want to be a, a basenta leader, a cell leader. I've changed my mind. I want to be one. Wherever you are, lift your hand. I want to be a cell. I want to be a leader in God's house. You are here this evening. You are not one, but you want to be one. A cell leader, a pastor, a shepherd, or something. Lift your hand. I want to pray for you that God will let it come to pass. God will let it come to pass. Anybody here? I want to be a leader in God's house. Thank you. I see one hand there. Anybody else? I want to be a leader. I, I, no, maybe, maybe you, you are working in God's house. It's true. You are working. But a leader and a worker are different things. A chorister is not a leader as we are discussing this evening. Somebody who wants to lead others. To lead others to God. I want somebody like that. I want to pray for you. Anybody else? Lift your hand. Thank you. I see your hand. Anybody else? Anybody else? I want to be a leader in God's house. Anybody else? God bless you. God bless you. Anybody else? I want to be a leader in God's house. 
God bless you. God bless you. Yes. God bless you. Yes. Anybody else? I want to be a leader in God's house. God bless you. God bless you. I want to be a leader. One of the one of the amazing things is that when Rick Joyner saw the thrones in heaven, there were more women on the thrones than men. And um, somehow we seem to think that more men are called. We see more men in the higher levels of pastoral ministry more men up there but more women I believe are called to pastor people because they have a certain inbuilt compassion and patience for those who are lost and those who are are going off I, I believe in more women to do the pastoring of churches and cells and centers if you are a lady here right now they are saying that oh I cannot you can come you can see there are clearly other ladies here you want to say somebody I feel there's somebody who is not sure should I go I'm not sure tonight is, is, is a good opportunity to clarify that thought that yes I want to work for God yes I want to work for God in some way or other and, and these ladies you become leaders of God's house yes Ladies of God house. I don't know whether I'm waiting for one more person. I don't know whether I'm waiting for one more person who is still thinking. Who is still thinking. Yes. God bless you. God bless you. Father, mark these as those you have. It says, no one takes this honor upon herself but the one that is called of God as was Aaron mark these for yourself mark them as people you will use let no one despise them let no one see them as children or as girls or as little ones but let them be your honored ones let them be those who walk in the privilege of serving you among men draw them close to yourself oh God let them be those who pastor great men greater than themselves let their members be significant people surprise us all with those who will be under them and use them to build your church and because of these many people will be delivered from hell and death 
thank you thank you thank you for these bless and keep them in Jesus name amen ask your neighbor are you a pastor what did he say no are you a basenta leader are you a are you a, a shepherd of people are you a minister shepherd if he said no 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 tell him you are a fool tell him you are a fool ask him if he says no I'm not a pastor no I'm not a minister shepherd no I'm not a shepherd no I'm not a basenta leader no to all the above the conclusion is you are a fool. To turn down a job when you have none. I can't believe it. But it's true. And you who came forward, God bless you. God bless you. God use you to do a good work. And in the process, eat of the goodness of being a pastor of people that God has given you. Don't forget tonight. All of you, go to your pastors and say, give me a basenta. I'm starting. Get the basenta handbook. It's somewhere. It's available now. We have more copies. Get them. Say, I'm starting. All of you, those who are my church, see Reverend Charles. Those who are not in my church, see your pastor. What, what, where are you? Pankronu. And where are you? your pastor is here yeah see your pastor say I want to do this work seriously seriously and do it with all your heart see him tonight that this week I'm starting one show me what to do and he will give you he will add you to the pages add you to whatever he has to do and we start you will be amazed what a privilege what an honor God has given you tonight. Amen. When he ran to me, he took me in his arms, held my head to his chest, said my son's come home. We believe the word of God has come through to you. Join us at the Lighthouse Chapel International Bantama, behind the Confidence Eating Place. This is every Sunday at 9.30 a.m. and 6 p.m. every Tuesday. Stay blessed. Call me back